Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, there was once a time in Ireland when most towns and cities had their own department store, Moons in Galway, Cashins in Cold, Cleary's in Dublin. So where are they all gone? And what have we lost through their disappearance? Eddie Shanahan is a consultant for the fashion, retail and craft sectors. Eddie, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, so, like, for how many years did most towns have their own department store? For a very, very long time. Uh, if you go back to the, some of the ones you mentioned there, Todd's and Limerick, Moons in Galway, Cashes in Cork was previously the Munster Arcade. So right through the 40s, 50s, 60s, into the 70s, they, they, they traded quite well. And then a change came. Uh, and in the case of Todd's uh, and Moon's in particular, uh, there was the first of several takeovers. Uh, they changed owners. And of course, at the same time, you had brands realising that if they opened their own stores rather than traded through a wholesale channel through somebody else's store, they would make more profit. Right. Okay. So, but but there was a period there. There were, you know, these were in in many communities around Ireland. These were central to those communities. Were they generally regarded as places of great luxury? Oh, yes. Uh, The word emporium, I think, is a a word they used quite a lot. And and that says a lot about them. But that's what they were. They had bigger spaces, bigger windows, more dramatic merchandising. They had access to maybe a wider range of merchandise because after um, years of trade restriction in the early years of the state, uh, you know, we, we had a very limited range of merchandise and their buyers, the department store buyers, were the ones to go out and search for new product. And because of their standing in the local communities or even nationally, they were able to attract brands very often on an exclusive basis. Right. OK. So, so th- you know, you'd have a department store just based in Cork and they'd be able to send a buyer to London or Paris oh, or, or wherever. Th- those buyers went all over the world. I mean, they went to trade fairs for, in the United States, right across Europe. And some of them then uh, ploughed their own furrow and went further afield and found very special things. Mm. Uh, and of course, the department store uh, was a place in the community where you went on special occasions. In many cases, for example, department stores were the best Santa Claus at Christmas in, mm. in your local area. But they also had what were called tea rooms. And, and so people went there on occasions and children were brought there for birthdays or, or various r- religious uh, uh, occasions like yes. communions and confirmations and so on. Uh, and there was this awe about them, very often delivered at first sight through their windows, beautiful presentations right through the year, changing every couple of weeks. And Yeah, and, and presumably the Christmas window... Uh, that was, they were the spectacular ones. Yeah, they would last for maybe a month or even longer. Yeah. Uh, and um, still to this day, in certain department stores, most notably probably here in Dublin, the Brown Thomas Christmas windows are a big attraction. But back then, Cleary's and Todd Burns and and Cashes and all of those people all had special treats uh, yeah. to to light up the local town at Christmas and you may even remember when December the 8th was one of the biggest trading days of the year and that's when people from miles around and counties around came to their local city uh, to start the Christmas shopping period. Right, so it wasn't just a Cleary's clock kind of phenomenon, it was all over the country. It was all over the country. Uh, That that was happening and were they necessarily always quite posh? Were they uh, regarded as upscale? Well I think they started out as like they I can remember some of them were places where People were always called uh, Mr. Jones or Miss Murphy or uh, and, and these are the, the, the sales assistants. 
but the uh, the Mrs. Doctor Jones and, and and so on, they shopped there mm. and felt that that was their territory. Uh, so there was a certain identity value that department stores gave their customers. You 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 were delighted to be seen carrying their bags, or if you were if you were shopping in a lesser shop, you put your bag from that shop in one of their bags and you walked down the street. And, and if you were giving, <laughs> if you were giving a special gift, you liked to give it in one of those bags. So mm. there was that element of. One might even call it snobbery, but you can understand why. You know, these were lush palaces of, uh, of, of product and, and places where dreams were created and, and sometimes fulfilled. So they did have that elevated image and feel to them. Yeah, indeed. As someone sex in to say, we had Darrer's stores, D-A-R-R-E-R-S, in Carlo, Waterford, Dungarvan and I think Tremor. Nothing quite fancy like tea rooms, but my nanny bought everything there and they gave credit which was vital for so many families. Uh, yeah. They did, and they they did home deliveries, you know, which is something that we're used to online. But but the department stores would have their own fleet of trucks, for example, you know, to deliver. Yeah. So, uh, and they were in their day the epitome of good service, and of course now that's a big challenge as people come back to uh, bricks and mortar stores after the lockdowns. I'm yeah. afraid it's something that maybe mm. we we could hark back to and 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 learn from from the service that was delivered in those days. Well, as you said, a lot of them, um, their demise were connected with brands saying, "We'll set up our own store um, and shopping centres and shopping." Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. of course. Then, then yes. the shopping centres came along and said, "Okay, we'll we'll provide the real estate for the brands." And here in Ireland, you might have remembered back in the Celtic Tiger years, the brands hunted in packs. So if a, if a new shopping centre opened in Dundalk, they all went there mm. for fear that if they didn't, their com- competi- competition would go there. So that was part of the demise. However, department stores are really a cyclical phenomenon. They, and now they're coming back again and there are dramatic examples of their regeneration right across the world, particularly in Paris and New York. You know, you have Samaritaine in Paris has mm. reopened. It has seven restaurants, a day spa. Uh, it has um, uh, a concierge service. It is uh, in the same building and linked to a five-star Cheval Blanc hotel. It has 96 social housing units in the block and it has office space. So it's this new layered experience is now what you find at, at the evolving department store. It's the same at 30 Avenue Montaigne in Paris where the new Dior store even has a, an apartment at the top of the building where their better heeled clients can stay overnight and, and be entertained by a celebrity chef. And uh, in, in Hermes has just opened a new flagship store in New York that is, is equally spectacular. There's a, a, a butler there, so it's easy to get your cappuccino <laughs> or your glass of champagne if you One so imagine desire. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but a lot of the stores that, that, that we've mentioned, Brown Thomas kind of took them over. Yeah, um, Moon's, uh, Cash's uh, and, uh, uh, and Todd's are now Brown Thomas stores. Mm. Uh, and around uh, the mid-90s that, that deal was done and Brown Thomas also moved from its old building on Grafton Street across to what was the Switzer's building. Yeah. And those three stores were linked to Switzer's in, in a previous life. Yeah, Treasures and Pleasures on the Quay in Waterford. Remember as well as a child, twas fab. Uh, Michael Henney's in Athboy. Oh, still going strong. They're going yeah. strong. Uh, you couldn't get through the town when the sale was on. People came from all over Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan says, Todd's and Limerick, what a flashback. I love the Christmas window as a child and young adult. Nothing will ever be the same. 
says Dan. With it, when those short, when like, and they would have been the anchor shops, I suppose, for for kind of town centres and city centres, was that uh, the start uh, of the rot? Absolutely, and, and they brought a lot of people in, so other businesses uh, uh, tried on the back of that, if you like. Yeah. But yes, they, they were the focal point, and they were big employers. Yeah. You know, so, like, when if you take a, a department store of uh, several thousand square feet, you know, you've you've cleaners, you've you've shop assistants, you have people running administration, you've buyers, you've senior management there. They're quite busy, busy places and they have mm. lots of people on hand to service them. I mean, when I worked in retail, uh, I can remember, you know, w- during our, our winter sale, we would get 8,000 people an hour coming through one door, you know, Gee, and that yeah. was in Arnott's back in yeah. the day. Uh, and we had five doors in the store, you mm. know, so it was like running a small town. Yeah. And in those cities, the department stores there locally had the same kudos and attraction. Yeah. That's uh, I, uh, will we ever see anything like that again? Do you think? Well, we we are seeing um, a smaller version. You know, at one stage we had the luxury hotels of the world, and then we had small luxury hotels of the world, <laughs> yes. and now we're having small department stores. You know, places like Fabiani and Longford, where there's a yoga studio in there, and there's a cafe, and they have music every now and again, uh, late night in the store, and and they have a mix of home and and fashion and gift and so on. And of course, that that was the formula that made the department store stand out. It was a one stop shop, everything under one roof. You could get homewares, furniture furniture, menswear, women's wear, children's wear. You could buy mm. all sorts of implements and things. In, and and that, that was the big, big attraction, the choice yeah. and the space in which to present it. Uh, there would be difficult to imagine any shops now being able to take the risk of have being so large as, be, as to be able to do that. Well, you have to bring a, a much more layered offer. You have to bring a, a, a more than a small amount of li- retail theatre to the mix because the consumer now is much more curatorial, much more clued in after uh, the lockdowns when we were sitting at home asking ourselves, why did we buy that stuff? Do we need it? Mm. So the consumer now it needs to be indulged, entertained, engaged. Once upon a time, we went shopping maybe once a week or, or maybe uh, once a month. Now people go shopping at eight o'clock every evening on their iPads. Yeah. So yeah. they're bored of it unless it's offering something very special. Yeah. And, and it's, I suppose, virtually impossible for a shop to offer a product that you can't get on Amazon or wherever nowadays. Well, but pricing, for example, is much more transparent now. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, my grand aunt worked in Cleary's. I remember going in there when I was a child. No browsing in those days. She stood behind a counter with loads of drawers of product behind her. And when she uh, completed a sale, the money and a handwritten bill were sent up to the office in a tube and change came back. The lift was one of those terrifying ornate cages uh, that you could see out of as it went up. God, yes. A lot of people remember that. Shaws are still on the go. Aren't Shaws they? are still on, so the, they, uh, still on the go. And of course you have, to, to be fair, Dunn's and Penny's yeah. have become department stores. Yeah. You know, some of them have nail bars and coffee bars and so on in them. And, and, and they are picking up on this. So what's happening maybe at the very high end in Paris is trickling down to a street near you. And, mm. and the, the chains are now beginning to realise their customers are looking for a very different type of service and engagement. Yeah, I just always wondered why were Shaw's almost nationwide? It's, 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 it's always struck me as an admission of failure. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I think it, it was quite that they weren't in every county, but they were almost. You know, <laughs> but th- to be fair, they're still going. Yeah. They are indeed still going. Fair juice to them. Eddie, thanks a million for coming into us today. That was Eddie Shaw. 
Shanahan there, consultant for the fashion, retail and craft sectors. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.